Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. What up, though? It's the West Coast correspondent Martin Weiss in on another Thursday Night Football Cash the Ticket Week 9. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And I will be getting to some NBA content early next week. I'll be honest. It's the middle of football season. Very much the same reason why Mike and Costa don't have the time to do NBA picks. I'm working three jobs as well. I need an opportunity to dive into the NBA slate, get a good handle of what's going on, and make sure that I'm providing some quality information. My boy Damian told me, big Cash the Ticket fan, he said, listen, if you're coming on Cash the Ticket, you got to come correct. Well, I don't know if 14 and 5 in the last two Thursday nights is correct enough. I appreciate the shout out, Mike Valeni, on the on the bonus episode that you did a couple days ago, auditing my picks, and he's right. I am picking random stuff like Baker Mayfield to throw an interception and Kate Otten uh, over three and a half receptions that cashes with 18 seconds left in a desperation drive. But let's be honest, some of these Thursday night games. You put them in the uh, go touch some grass category. If you subscribe to my Substack, the neutral field, you'll see what I'm talking about there. But, like, this is a game in which if you have something better to do, you should probably do it. And in the words of my boy Sean Little on Twitter and X, at Chicago Flow, MSG Networks, if this game is not on, if this game was at 1 o'clock and you wouldn't bet it, consider not betting it now. With that being said, let's get into it. Titans at the Steelers. Steelers minus two and a half over under 37 and a half. So another banger the books are expecting. Another banger in terms of the ability to uh, see points scored. Both teams four and three against the spread through seven weeks. The Titans, though, however, have a great feeling about themselves. Will Levis, is he him, as the kids say? Four touchdowns, no interceptions in a debut. I don't know, that's nothing but double what Ryan Tannehill had put out this season. And then the Titans' offense had been stuck in the mud, to put it lightly, prior to Will Levis' debut. Will Levis is the third quarterback in NFL history to throw for four touchdowns and no interceptions in his debut. The other two, Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer Fran Tarkenton for the Minnesota Vikings and former Titan Marcus Mariota, who will not be in the Hall of Fame but he did star on Netflix in a, uh, in a quarterback documentary. It was pretty interesting. After he got benched from the Atlanta Falcons. Side note, how about the Falcons? 
Back-to-back years, you mentioned your quarterback before week 12. DeAndre Hopkins had three touchdowns and in a, the most one of the most egregious offensive pass interferences that we saw last week in terms of the way he just threw A.J. Terrell out of bounds on Will Levis' first touchdown pass of his career. But always good to see D-Hop getting back into the fold. Three touchdowns, that's a big deal. The Titans are top 10 in yards per carry and winless on the road. Of course, this game being played in Pittsburgh. On the Steelers' side of things, Minka Fitzpatrick went down. Uh, you know, he blew a tire, nine contact, hamstring injury. That is, you cannot gloss over losing a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick to this Pittsburgh secondary, okay? He is a stud, okay? He's probably the best player on the team, save T.J. Watt, right? I mean, the Steelers traded a first-round pick for him and have not missed it at all. Despite injuries and all the moving around positions, Joey Porter Jr. in there instead of uh, uh, Patrick Peterson as much, I imagine we'll see more Pat Pete as Minka Fitzpatrick recovers from his hamstring. Pittsburgh's still top 10 in defending the pass. As Mike Tomlin would say, the standard is the standard. It's hard not to re-over it's hard not to overreact to what we just saw on either side of this. Will Levis's four touchdowns made the Titans offense look like something we hadn't seen all year out of Tennessee. All right. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, look, Pittsburgh's offense has been anemic, but that was disgusting. After Pickett went out with the rib injury, Trubisky, two interceptions, two sacks, has zero shot. Jacksonville just might be really good. I'm there. Jacksonville just might be really good. Atlanta, unfortunately, is not. And if they don't make a big change at the quarterback position soon, they're going to lose this division going away. Pittsburgh is 17-5 and against the spread when playing at home after a loss of 10 or more points. They win those games by a margin of 8.4 points. That right there is enough for me to take the Steelers against the spread tonight. And also, I'm going to take the under because I think this this game has 17-10 written all over it. I just think the Steelers are going to be the team that has 17. If the 2.5 scares you a little bit, which, hey, I'll be honest, 2.5, one of my least favorite lines to play. Just give me the 3. 2.5 feels odd. Minus 150 on the money line, that's not bad. I mean, look, if you were betting baseball all season, you are laying 150 on money lines easily. So don't be afraid just because it's not minus 125, minus 110. Nothing wrong with throwing 150 in there, especially if you're using it like a lot of people I know do as a parlay leg. T.J. Watt has eight and a half sacks. That's tied for third most in the NFL. Tennessee's offensive line has given up 25 sacks on the year. Mind you, this is week nine. Levis last week was sacked twice. Despite four touchdowns and all those big highlight throws, guess how many yards Will Levis threw for? 238. Excuse me? I know most of us were watching this one on Red Zone. Shout out to Mike Valeni, who I know loves the Red Zone channel. 
But most of us are watching this on Red Zone. This is a 1 o'clock Sunday game. We got a lot of stuff going on. 238 yards, despite hitting DeAndre Hopkins on all those big plays. Cam Hayward looks like he's going to be back in the fold for Pittsburgh. That majorly impacts the run game. And a little birdie told me Kenny Pickett is taking the lion's share of the reps in practice. Expect him to start and play, save injury. So as I make these prop bets, that is the drop back under which I am um, using here. Going George Pickens, longest reception, over 22.5 yards, minus 114 on FanDuel at the time of recording. Pickens has long, in the the nine games so far, nine weeks so far this season, Pickett has long receptions of 22, 31, 32, 41, and 71. This is on par with what happened last year when he finished 11 games of, of the 17 with long receptions of at least 23 or more. The Titans secondary has struggled this season. To be specific, they have allowed a long reception. I'm recording this right now as my car is in the shop after hours. And there is a cat sitting on a desk that is staring at me with the fire of a thousand like suns. And I just heard a noise which makes me feel like I understand why he might have been staring at me. There's a rustling in the ceiling. I think there's a rat in there. So just know that. While I get distracted by saying about George Pickens, longest reception over 22 and a half, these are some of the conditions under which I try to deliver this information because I should have recorded this earlier, but I wanted to try to get the lines as, as solid as I could prior to now. That's why it is... 11 o'clock Eastern time, now only 8 o'clock where I live, but I'm in the back closet of an auto repair shop, which may be rat-infested. There we go. You know what else is rat-infested? The Titans secondary. They've allowed long receptions of over 23 yards in six of seven games this season. George Pickens, longest reception, over 22 and a half. If you're the type of guy that likes to lay on anytime touchdowns, George Pickens had one target last week, one touchdown last week. If they can get him the ball, he is dynamic. I'm just not a big fan of betting really overs and anytime touchdowns and in a scenario in which I'm expecting 37 total points. That is two needle in a haystack for me. If you're talking about a total like 55, 50 and a half, something like that, let's line up these anytime touchdowns and shoot them down. But right here, I'm not going. Now, this may sound contradictory, but I'm going to take another over here. Jalen Warren over 19 and a half reception yards, minus 113. Kenny Pickett is hurt. I expect him to play, but I expect him to be hurt. If he if Trubisky does come in, either way, I see a lot of screens, a lot of draws in the playbook to try to protect an injured quarterback. Not to mention Matt Canada, offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's just say he leaves much to be desired in terms of the downfield passing game and the ability to scheme it up. This team is a screen and draw team. Not only that, Jalen Warren has eclipsed 19 and a half receiving yards in over four of seven games and hit 19 on the dot for a fifth. Now he had minus one in one game. That was week two. But I expect Jalen Warren, who is the more spry back than Najee Harris to get his opportunities receiving the ball out of the backfield. On the Tennessee side of things, I'm looking at, first of all, 
Will Levis to throw an interception at minus 160. Again, I know it's a little juicy. Throw it in a parlay. From what I understand, I bet everything straight. But from what I understand, most of you guys are parlaying these things in the same game parlays. So that's why I try to throw out a few different options. So if you don't like this one, you could take that one. But Will Levis to throw an interception against a Mike Tomlin defense, even without Minka Fitzpatrick, I can see that. That really, to me, feels like it should be priced at minus 200, minus 250, minus 160. I love it. Throw it in your same game parlays. Play it outright. Play a parlay with the Steelers to win. Do what you do. The correlated prop, which, again, this is the way that you either go big or you go home. So we'll see how this is going to work. But I like the correlated props. Correlated prop to Will Levis throwing interception. DeAndre Hopkins over 52.5 receiving yards. Wait, what do you mean? You're betting an over on a wide receiver and an interception on a quarterback? Yes, because Will Levis will give his guys a chance to make a play on the ball. It's been a, one of his things all through college. He was not afraid to do it. Some of those college receivers he had in Kentucky are now making moves in the NFL. But also, DeAndre Hopkins is still one of the best contested catch guys in the league. This is the Tennessee Titan version of fuck it. Tyreek is down there somewhere from Patrick Mahomes a few years ago. Fuck it. Jamar is down there somewhere from Joe Burrow a few years ago. That first touchdown pass that Will Levis threw was the definition of fuck it. DeAndre is down there somewhere. For that reason, I also think there's value in Hopkins' longest catch over 22 and a half yards. That's minus 114. Hopkins had four catches on 128 yards, three touchdowns last week in the win over Atlanta. He had another 100-yard outing three weeks earlier against the Colts. He has topped over 50 and a half receiving yards in four of seven games. And last week caught ones from 61 and 27 yards out. Again, go back to the Will Levis numbers of 238 total pass yards. And think about DeAndre Hopkins catching 88 of them. Hmm. D-Hop, I see you, boy. You said they wrote you off like Geno. Well, (laughs) I didn't write back either. All right. I like D-Hop over reception yards, 52-and-a-half. Also, I find some value in Hopkins' longest catch over 22-and-a-half. And that will do it for another rousing edition of Thursday Night Football. The NFL really testing our fandom here with Titans at Steelers. But if you're a guy like me, you are going to find any excuse in the world to watch football. And this is a great one right here. Pittsburgh, Tennessee. It's going to be an ugly, low-scoring game. Tons of bad quarterback play, but you know what? It's the NFL, and that'll do it for this week of Cash the Ticket. Be on the lookout for some NBA plays next week. Always remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Let everybody know how you feel. Send the email, Podcast at gmail.com. And with that, good luck, everybody. I'm out.